0: Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. We are your hosts and I'm Kelly Jean Pittman and this is my amazing and beautiful daughter, Gina.
1: We are a mom and teen duo who are super excited to help you discover the secret to finding joy in the chaos of the everyday.
0: We're honored to share this time with you every two weeks while you'll learn how to break free from the cycle of anxious thoughts while moving into joy and peace on a daily basis.
1: We'll encourage you to step into your power, find joy and become the best version of yourself
0: while improving your relationship with God. So please be sure to subscribe so that together we can spread joy even amongst the chaos and faithfully nurture our body, mind, and soul. You can find us on Instagram at faithfully underscore
1: apologetic and at kellyjampittman.com. Thank you so much and we really hope you enjoy this week's
0: episode. Welcome beautiful listeners. Thank you for joining us today. Today is podcast number 13. It's a little spooky, but
1: I don't i don't know where that even comes from, you know? The 13 thing? Yeah. I don't know either. I, don't know. No I think it's like Friday the 13th, you know? But Taylor Swift's lucky number is 13.
0: Woohoo! There you go. So,
1: I mean, I don't know. I but don't know we are on 13, which is podcast super exciting. 13.
0: Yes, thank you for being here with us. We're yeah. very excited to have this podcast. But today, since it is 13, we're talking about the dark side the dark side of not the moon,
1: but no, we're not mirror. referring to Pink Floyd's album. We are
0: talking about the dark side of a miracle. Yes, uh, last week, if you did not listen to podcast number 12, which is called COVID Miracle. We highly recommend it because yes, God is all powerful and he is in the business of doing miracles each and every day and there's no limit. And we've had many miracles in our lives, but there's one recently that we really, really wanted to share because yeah. it was so amazing and so powerful and so unbelievable. And so that was in podcast 12. Yeah, and so we highly recommend listening to that one
1: just to give some... Like more context in what we're talking about in this podcast
0: absolutely and so in this podcast really we really want to talk about the dark side of a miracle yeah which is kind of the emotional aspect kind of the trauma aspect of life basically yeah and just going through different challenges so that's why we think it's kind of ironic that it's number 13 yeah. and I was did you know that I read someplace that in China they don't even put 13 the 13th floor in buildings. That doesn't even make any sense because there's still a 13th floor. They just label it the 14th floor then? I think so. It's okay. kind of crazy. It's I don't like know. not correct
1: math. But, you know, whatever. Who cares? I'm so. Chinese. Am I superstitious? <laughs> I, it's in my blood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, we believe in the power of Jesus Christ yes, and we God do. above. So For sure. Uh, 13th floor, 14th floor, it doesn't really matter. 13th podcast, eh. Yeah. It, it
1: is what it, it is. It is what it is. And we have a really good talk for you guys today. It's more... Maybe more vulnerable. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's just we, we are being real, though, and honest. I guess it's going to be a little emotionally raw because yeah. we're really tackling kind of the unseen side of difficult experience in life. Yeah. That people don't talk about. People like to talk about the miracle and kind of the fun aspect of things. Yeah. But the uncomfortable feelings that go along with these things are often not felt, maybe not
1: discussed. They're definitely not talked about. It's kind of like a hush, hush. Don't talk about it. No one really wants to, well, not no one, or like, that's kind of like the thing around it. No one wants to hear it.
0: You're right. Nobody does want to hear it. Everybody just wants you to be well, be well, be well. How are you doing? Don't really tell me. I just want you to say that you're doing great.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Otherwise it makes me uncomfortable. And then where do you go from there? Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. You know, I'm asking you how you're doing, but please don't give me any details of how you're feeling if it's yeah. not happy. Exactly. So we are going to talk about that. And before we do, we pulled out two Bible verses that we really like because first and foremost, we are coming into this podcast with gratitude. Yes. And thankfulness, and we're praising God. He is amazing. And we had a beautiful miracle. And so this is all about gratitude. This isn't, isn't negating that in any way. No. But we do want to look at these two Bible verses because it really does talk about the difficulty of challenges.
1: Yeah. And so the first one is from James, and it's James 1, 2 through 3. And it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of
0: your faith develops perseverance. Boom, boomsies, <laughs> boomsies. Yes, baby. I've been through a lot of challenges and life-threatening situations. Sorry if I got a little loud with <laughs> um, my kids and my family. And uh, let me tell you, that it really, really tested my faith, and that that's that's the reason really for the podcast because yeah. I really held faith, faithful to God in my belief, and He has been so honest and true and upholding. But in this whole experience, it really has developed my perseverance. Yeah, and for I can sure. see it in you as well. As the years have progressed, how much stronger you've become and how much more able you you are to handle difficult situations. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I think I've
1: seen you grow too, and Me. it's it's like really hard to go through hard things, but without hard times we can never have any growth we miss out on character development if if everything was perfect we would be living in heaven and it would be pure bliss
0: right total bliss no difficulties no difficult emotions just like this this bliss and this joy but nothing else so it almost becomes probably nothingness because we have nothing to compare it to yeah the beautiful thing about humanity and humans is that we uh are able to feel feel fear so we're able to feel love we're able to feel desperation we're able to feel joy because of that Mm -hmm. if we didn't have that we wouldn't be able to feel the opposite emotion
1: yeah and you know without it we'd have like nothing we wouldn't be able to grow anywhere we wouldn't go anywhere we'd just be the same thing every single day for the rest of our lives Right.
0: There was nothing hard. Right. And ultimately, it's building a relationship with God and it's building that trust. For sure. It's where I can feel a deep connection with God. And only through these challenges has that become stronger for me. Yeah. So it's almost like God wants us to welcome these challenges with an open heart so that he can show himself to us.
1: Yeah. And, and,
0: And doing that, it makes me a much stronger human. Yeah, for sure. That I'm able to support others and myself mm-hmm. as we go through life. Yeah. And so we have another Bible verse that is similar to the one that I just, or that Jana just read. And it is John sixteen thirty three, And it says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tr- tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world and so it says right there that that in God we have peace and one of the reasons why we love the Bible and we start with Bible verses is because these different verses we have found to be so true in our life and anchoring and it is only in God that we that I I'll speak for myself I guess you can speak for yourself that I have found this deep deep peace people a lot of times when they've heard what I've gone through, almost can't believe it because they just almost don't understand how I survived. But it's like it's, it's this peace in God that grounds me. And I know that I have a future up in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean,
1: i I have a very similar kind of version of that verse in my instagram bio i really like the you know he take heart because he has overcome the world and that's really hard to remember when you're going through something difficult but it it really is that motivation to just keep following him and pursuing your faith because you have that eternal gift and treasure in heaven and it kind of ties back when the other one like when you continue to grow your faith and trust in the lord you build like strength, you build character. You become right. a better person than you were before the, the hard time. So right. it's, it's really just this beautiful picture that God's painting, and he truly is a sculptor, and he's making you this beautiful masterpiece. Right. Well, you
0: already are a masterpiece, but he continues to work on you each and every single day. Right, if you open your heart and you're able yeah. to draw closer to God. If you're able to strengthen that relationship instead of blocking him out in anger. I mean, there's different ways that you can handle these tribulations. But we have found that when we open our heart and let God in, we find that peace and that joy and that strength to continue on where it is not of any human source, right? That power that we know it's from the Almighty. Yeah. It's from God above. And so that builds that faith and that builds that relationship
1: with him. Mm Mm-hmm. I like how you talk about how it's not nothing, it's nothing like physical on this earth. Right. I mean, we, I'm not saying that nothing in this world is like good or like it helps, but it's a gift from God, whatever it is. And it's truly a supernatural or right, spiritual kind of intervention that comes in at just the right time in it like pushes you along
0: and then you grow in your faith and it's just this really cool thing that happens. Right. Where you get to strengthen this energy and you can't really explain it because it's not necessarily yeah. earthly.
1: It's almost superhuman. Like
0: you become superhuman. <laughs> yep. So basically, hang on baby, cause we're all here for the ride here on earth.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> kind of with that, we want to start off with that just to push us into the next like phase of this episode. We're going to have hard times And when you go through something difficult and you have just this unreal experience, like a miracle, it's amazing and it's the most beautiful thing that you can experience. But we're all human. We live in a physical world. Life is not perfect. We are not going to just be these perfect humans right after and feel nothing. Because if you have a miracle, you've gone through something. Really, really traumatic. And it, and it's like you you need right. a miracle is a miracle because it's something out of the ordinary. And it, it's That's, so cool.
0: It, it but is. you're, you're going to struggle afterwards, too, because you're not perfect. Because, right, to get to a miracle, you're in desperation. You're in a life or death situation, basically, that it yeah. feels like life and death, whether it literally is or not. Um, doesn't necessarily mean anything, but if your world's going to change permanently and it's, you know, your fear is great at the loss, possibility of the loss you're going to experience, then that is a huge trauma. And, you know, that's typically when miracles happen is when you're in something really bad and scary. Yeah. Right? So you've gone through a significant trauma really is what we're getting at. And so just because this miracle happens, poof, out of nowhere, you're healed. You're normal. Yeah. That's not really how it works though. Life gets to go back to good and we're fine and it's all butterflies and rainbows and we're happy and smiling and we're kicked out of the hospital and all is well.
1: Yeah. So I guess we can kind of pick off pick, pick, what, pick off, what pick, <laughs> pick a flower, pick, pick, <laughs> pick a flower up where we rainbow. left off, and so we got kicked out of the hospital, we're home now, and, you know, it's, we we got kicked out because I was doing really well, and that's a really, thing. She wasn't really sick anymore, thing. her heart wasn't
0: sick, they didn't need all the drugs, and all the tests, and all the horrible,
1: yeah, well,
0: I'm scripting, hoi- they weren't pleasant things that we yeah, no, for sure not, so, but, you know, we got home, and
1: I honestly don't really remember how I felt when I got home. I I almost find this comfort in being in the hospital, which sounds really weird, but and when you're in the hospital, you, you're you're just being taken care of. You don't really have to think about life. Like you know, if you
0: tell someone you're in the hospital, they don't they're not gonna make you do anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're in a void. I guess we're in yeah. the hospital. In a void, it's a whole different world for a parent. Yeah. It's like a whole different world. I've learned how to live in the hospital and intensive care. I've got it down. It's a whole world, a whole different city that you get used to. So. Getting moving out of it, it can be kind of a shock. Just like it's a shock going into it, then moving out of it is kind of a shock as well.
1: Yeah. So I got home and I was just kinda like thinking about all the stuff I have to do, um, school wise and that was really, really stressful. But at the same time, you know, all the the loneliness that I talked about this in the last one,
0: I was really, really lonely. I I just I don't know. But you were separate and isolated and I'm sure it had something to do with not having your parents in a little yeah. bit abandonment kicking in. So I was definitely
1: I was, I was feeling those lonely
0: feelings, even though I
1: like I'd just been with my mom for the last like day in, in the hospital and stuff. But I was still very very lonely and then the whole experience being in the hospital, it felt like deja vu and of an experience I had in the past. It was almost exactly like right. it in two thousand so that was really, really 18.
0: traumatizing. Right. So, and just to give it a little, a little bit of clarity without going into detail, it was eight days of intensive care where literally I was told she wasn't going to live through the night and it followed up with three months on a heart monitor and ended up with open heart surgery. It was a very scary, scary time, scariest time in probably all of our lives. (laughs) Yeah. And so it
1: was, it, it was like a shorter version of that. It mirrored that in many ways.
0: Right, so it triggered a lot of trauma from the past. And a lot of trauma I thought I'd processed a lot of, honestly, because I've worked really hard to move out of that. And having a trauma background, I I have the tools to do that. But guess what? I'm only human. You're only human. And guess what? The brain is designed to defend itself from significant traumas. So anything that seems similar to a trauma that you've had in the past, it's going to try to use different ways. It's going to put you in your, what they call your fight flight or freeze response to protect you and so I definitely had that going on for me big time yeah and you
1: could talk about your experience <laughs>
0: yeah but for you in your experience you I can say you were just like the best student ever she's next day after intensive care she's got on her little iPad yeah and she's I got, trying I to do out, school was, work like, and... falling
1: over and I'm like well I need to do my schoolwork. and she's like put the iPad away like go lay down and rest and I'm she's like, like but mom my professors are gonna like I, I don't know like I was just super worried about my schoolwork and she was so dizzy and she couldn't focus she's I
0: gotta get it done I have to get this Yeah, done. I was just
1: trying to shoot out emails to my professors at this point I really didn't want to do anything which is kind of normal
0: to feel when you're sick yeah and just got of an intensive care like less than 24 hours ago and was sick all the first
1: week yeah
0: with uh, an eight-year-old flutter yeah but still, I was determined to get my homework done. And so, and from my perspective, I'm a mom, and so I was sick as well, but I had, my husband was still in the hospital, so we had, let me see, we got back on, and oh, we got back on Sunday, and Dad came back on Monday. He came yeah, back the next day. Yeah, he had like one more night than I did in the hospital. So he wasn't there, but I was I didn't really even realize it, but I was pretty much my body. And this is where that PTSD comes in, that fight, flight, or freeze. My body was frozen in fear. I didn't realize this at the time. But having my husband and my daughter both sick and fearing my greatest fear as a mother, I guess losing anyone in your family is like the biggest fear for me. So I kicked in a whole lot of stuff for me that I wasn't aware of at the time I don't think I was just getting through the day yeah every day and so we're just getting through the day and I was trying to take care of you and then dad came home so you know I was just trying to get everybody their supplements and their food and their water and you know making sure everybody's getting rest and naps and kind of running around and doing things and I didn't have a whole lot of energy. I don't know. And it's probably starting laundering all that stuff too quickly. <laughs> Just yeah. getting everybody fed <laughs> well, <I> was, <laughs> all that was day long was <laughs> kind of a challenge. But for me, you know, where the dark side starts sneaking in is where as a mom, you know, I'm sick, but yet I'm running around trying to take care of everybody. And like Jane is sitting here and it has nothing to do with you. I want you, you know, it's, you know, you not a burden. Yes, yeah. I know, I know. I, I know. No guilt. That's why, you know, talking about this, it's like, but for moms and moms out there, wave your hands. woohoo! I'm giving a big hurrah for moms out there. You are amazing. Uh, we take care of so much and we take care of everyone else that it gets really hard to take care of ourselves. And so honestly, and this is the dark side creeping in. It's like, well, I'm taking care of everybody. I, you know, there's just resentment it's just like, nobody's taking care of me. I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. And then it's like, wait a second. it's like, God just gave us this immense miracle. I'm so grateful. And I'm so thankful. And I'm so happy that I have this opportunity to take care of everybody because it could be another story. Yeah. And I know that. And so, and I was conscious of that but it's almost like this internal human battle of good versus bad. It's like, this is the dark side trying to creep in. And it's like that resentment, that tiredness, that angerness. it's like, wait, 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 no, no, no. You know, we're blessed and I'm thankful. But then it gets to a point of, you know, that I don't have right to have emotions and feelings because I'm judging them as bad, that I can't feel upset about or tired. Or mad, you know, that I have to take care of everybody when I'm sick. (laughs) You know, so it becomes really difficult to manage. It's like the dark side. So it's like this battle within. But ultimately, I was grateful. And that was just my reminder for the day. It's like, thank you, sweet Jesus. I am so happy. But you have to be really conscious. um, Because when you're so tired and overstressed, it's so easy to let the dark thoughts creep in.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean I get that. I mean it it kind of felt so we got home and we were recovering. I was exhausted. I was still very much like not feeling well and mentally I I I could have been an actor for that week recovering. <laughs> I could cry on command. If you told me to cry, I would have cried.
0: I and really what that is, that's that stress response that's really overactivated. I mean at that point, I was so stuck in my fear mode, probably frozen mode. I don't think I that that wasn't at that moment for me, but that's because I was stuck. Yeah. I was frozen, so I couldn't access that emotion at the time. Yeah. And so I was just very,
1: like, <laughs> I felt like almost like a time bomb. Yeah. I, Absolutely. Uh, I was a time bomb, too. Yeah. I mean, when I got back, like, when we were fine to go back to school and work and stuff and it seemed like everything was kind of like just fine but that first day going back I I didn't feel well like not like I didn't feel sick I still felt a little shaky from the COVID and that was like the residual effects of being sick but I wasn't in the right headspace I got back and I kind of felt like an alien in my school which is kind of yeah you know I i you know I've been to the school before I, I was only gone for like two weeks at, right but I still felt alien I mean I, I know got back and my friends were like just asking a bunch of questions and I don't know why but I was really really emotional immo- well, I didn't know I don't know why but no I I know why but they were just talking to me and I kind of just felt like crying like I didn't really want to be around anybody and I remember yeah. that first day I was at lunch talking with a friend and I just like i I cried like the entire time, and it was very hard that first week,
0: yeah, I remember you coming home and you were you remember I telling Dad just crying and crying, yeah, that it was all overwhelming, and you had too much schoolwork to do, and it was it was it was difficult, it was really difficult, yeah, I think
1: it was difficult As a for everybody too, but like it's almost so it's weird because it's like everyone else's world is just moving and going while you're like it kind of feels like you're dying
0: yeah that that's a tough thing when you're stuck in a, a t- stuck. excuse me when you're stuck in a difficult situation uh and we've been there before it's like it's unfair that everybody gets to go live their happy life and do what they always did and you're kind of like stuck in this abyss of like feeling kind of crappy yeah so that was really really difficult and
1: I have more to share but i I know you had your own experience you're a mom, and so
0: it's Right. You know, a and so.: more... it, Well, so for me, so what I didn't really realize it during the time, but I was like stuck in this frozen state, so I realized that not until we, everybody got back to the normal routine and everybody went to work, all of a sudden, I, I was in so much pain. My body was in incredible pain. I had this pain all throughout my, kind of my lungs and my abdomen, and then I carry stress in my shoulders. And so, I mean, that is a real, that's where I carry everything. So through all the experiences that we have, I have lots of upper back pain and tension that I've been working on through various therapies to try to, you know, help to minimize it and get rid of it. And it was going pretty good, and so and I'm actually I was pretty disappointed because I had done some primitive reflux work over the summer. You know, I had done a lot of things to help with it, but I was like frozen. My whole midsection was like so sore. At one point, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, is there damage to my lungs? Because I almost felt like my lungs. It was like my inner body, but then it felt like my muscles and your inner body, <laughs> my inner body, my inner muscles. My inner. It's hard to explain that. We re- I realized it wasn't you know, my lungs and it didn't really go outside of a cough and stuff. My lungs were yeah. fine. I checked out. Okay. And I thought I had something funky going on, but after talking to an occupational therapist that really, she's like, Oh no, those are your muscles. Like when you go into your fight or flight and you go into your fear mode, the fetal position is my favorite position kind of curled into my body. That's where I, when I get really scared, I just curl into myself and like want to stay that way. And, I, and it's a reflex that I can't really stop. I, I've, Working in trauma, I know that that's what it is, and so she's like, "You've tensed your muscles so much, and like someone's like, even just sitting at the hospital and help my massage therapist. It's like I'm sure that you're hunched over and sitting in the hospital that you froze in that state, and that your muscles now are sore because they're so tense, they're kind of stuck that way. So we had to work on like stretching my muscles, but I it. It took me a while to piece this together. It took me a couple weeks to piece all this together because I was in so much pain I couldn't hardly move. Yeah. And it it did not hit me. The interesting things, moms, is that it didn't hit me until it's like I couldn't breathe, which I probably literally didn't breathe. Yeah. (laughs) But I've realized, um, someone had said that when you tense up, you hold your breath. A lot of people hold their breath during the day. And I kind of thought that was a bunch of hogwash at one time until I started monitoring myself. And when I'm doing even just difficult tasks during the day, I hold my breath. A good example of that is driving. When I'm in rush hour traffic, all of a sudden I find myself clenching the steering wheel, and I am not breathing. My brain is not getting oxygen, people, and that's a very bad thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: very bad. Do, do very not not breathe. Very bad
0: thing. You want to breathe. Yes. You need to breathe deeply. Breathing is incredibly important, especially if you struggle with anxiety. You want to have deep breath into your gut, into your belly, and into your abdomen. And as we talk now, I'm kind of just realizing that I probably didn't breathe for most of my time during COVID. Um, So my muscles, they they need that oxygen, too. So I was, like, frozen into, like, this little curled-up (laughs) mess. Yeah. But I didn't realize any of it until after we got to our normal routine, and I could take a deep breath. I could literally breathe because everybody's okay. They're back in their normal routine. And then it's like, holy crap, I don't feel well. And yeah. honestly, just like you, going back to work, I felt like a fish out of water. Yeah. I, I my brain couldn't focus, I had scattered thoughts, I was tired, I was unmotivated, I was depressed. I could cry, I wanted to cry. I think that's the depression piece too, yeah. the stress response, over anything and everything. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Those are the thoughts in my head. What is wrong with me? And so for me, I've dealt, you know, I have a background in trauma and research and work with clients that I knew these feelings were uncomfortable, and I knew I had to kind of embrace them as opposed to hide them. And so I did do a lot of therapies, which we'll talk about in a little bit, to help move myself out of it. But did you want to go back to your story? Yeah, so that's like mom's
1: perspective. And you know, once we got back and stuff, like, you know, I had a few, I okay, I do this thing where I'll be like, okay, I'm really depressed and sad, and then I'll, like, read devotions once and think I'm, like, fine, <laughs> which I'm not saying, like, don't, don't not read devotions, but it kind of, I don't know, like, I got back to school, I was really, really sad one day, had a whole, a whole bunch of homework, I was really, really like, filled with anxiety about, doing my homework or all the makeup stuff and then one day I was just like it was like a switch I just became happy and I was okay with everything I was just I don't know I was became this fake animated person that was happy and fine and I didn't have to deal with homework I was making plans with friends I was gonna go to football games I was gonna have a sleepover like I was playing all these things with friends. Planning on going to camp, a Bible camp for three days. Yeah. And I just, it was kind of like this paradox though, because if I was with friends, I was worrying about what, how, like the time I was wasting where I could be doing homework. But if I was doing homework, I just wanted to be with friends because I didn't
0: want to be doing my homework because that was stressful. And that's, and that's completely normal thoughts to have. But I think part of the problem was, was that communication piece because um, I think your teachers initially expected you to kind of have your homework done when you got back to school. There yeah. Was a,
1: they might have thought, like, oh, it's just, like, she's
0: fine. Like, a she had the cold for, and had to stay home for two right. weeks. Right. She was quarantined for two weeks and could have did, did it all online and came back fine where we had to physically really communicate to your counselor that you were sick, that you were in cardiac intensive care, and that you were extremely tired, and that you didn't have, could not work on your homework because you were physically ill, and that you were still recovering, and that you needed extra time to get the assignments done.
1: Yeah, and so it was very much like a thing of advocating for myself, and after I did, like, I was able to get assignments. The teachers were amazing. Yeah, like, my teachers, professors, like, everyone was so understanding and worked with me, like. A lot, and actually, my music teacher, my music professor, he reached out and was like, "Like everything's available for you. Like take it when you're ready. Don't take it too soon. I don't want you to find yourself sick again." Right, which, which was, is like the most sweetest thing ever. And he even like he's like, "I'm praying for you." And I just thought it was amazing. So, you know, I was really
0: really stressed out. It was beautiful. Right now, it's that communication piece. Yeah. I just want to. Uh promote again that because they, they didn't know what we yeah. exactly went through. So there was a lot to, of emails being we had shot, to be shot back and forth. We had to be clear to just let them know where we were at yeah. because they just, you know, they had an expectation in their mind just, you know, from a quick quick little Janus sick you know, quarantine, two weeks, okay, you know, have at it, girl. <laughs> yeah, like, you're fine. Like, everything's online. Just go for it.
1: Right. But that wasn't really the case. And so... You know, I became this fake animated person. I was fine with life. Like, everything's great. Yeah, but
0: that was, mom knew. Yeah, it was probably after we got that talk to the teachers and stuff that yeah. you probably probably shifted then. So you could lose the weight a little bit and focus on something happy. Yeah, I think I did, like,
1: one thing with a friend or something. I, like, went to youth group and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm
0: fine. Everything's fine. But everything was not fine. I could still cry right. at and a jump so, of a hat. Yeah, and we've been i mean it, it's been a journey and you know it's from this trauma piece really is what it is you know since we since the adoption jana's adopted in case anybody's just listening i, guess. I mean if you don't know <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah she's fine with sharing that i guess if you saw us together you'd probably maybe guess we have worked on this a lot and Jana's is yeah. uh, a miracle beyond miracle Since we have gone through so much and she's made so many gains um emotionally physically it's amazing so but we we know this experience of kind of manic emotions because it goes along with trauma that's trauma trauma is kind of these manic extremes and all of a sudden out of nowhere poof jana right it's like it looks real it feels real probably to you yeah but from experience it's like no this is too happy (laughs) well i just didn't want to be sad
1: anymore and i thought like oh yeah like i i realized this about my homework like i'm good but the thing is, I knew. I knew that I wasn't really feeling well, and Mom actually approached me and was like, hey, you're, 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 like, you can't do these, all these things with your friends. Actually, the thing that she told me I couldn't do was go to a football game. And I was like, okay, Mom, it's two hours, and yeah. it's the last homecoming game I'm ever going to be able to go to as a high schooler. It's senior year. You suck, basically. I was like... I'm so mad at you. I was actually really, really mad. Mm-hmm. But I realized I wasn't really mad at her. Well, I was mad at her. For not letting me go. Still a little salty. But.
0: You I still was, are?
1: <laughs> well, I wish I could have gone. But, like, at the same time, like, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. All right. So
0: I I was surface level mad at you. It rained the whole time, actually. It was a sucky game. Yeah. <laughs> and your friend we didn't even go. We actually. did win. <laughs> we you did win. Yeah, you went
1: to. You we go. played against, like, a school that we I don't really like it. And it changed the date at the last yeah, minute, no, right? It was, it was just a... the whole thing. So None of it mattered. She wanted to go. Yeah, so I was surface level mad at mom, but I realized I wasn't really mad at her. I was just mad at the
0: whole situation, which makes sense. Right, because it's like she was... And that's like the dark side. Though. Right, she was really angry, and she wanted to place that anger on something attainable something easy right you something yeah mom's always easy I'm blocking your fun as opposed to digging deep yeah. and it's like slightly... I was
1: really mad I was like are you kidding me like I I was just sick for three weeks and you're not gonna let me hang out with friends like this is my friends are like the first thing I want to see when, when I recover from something like you know like wh- why are you doing this to me mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly but I realized I wasn't mad at her, and I was just mad at everything I'd gone through. I mean, like I said before, though, it felt like deja vu. I was reliving in this really, really traumatic situation, and I was I just mad at imagine, going yeah. through it again. I didn't want Being to new. be there. I didn't want to be going through that. I, I just felt a lot of resentment for that. And this is this is the dark side of it because, you know, even though we had this miracle, I'm still human. I'm allowed to have these feelings, and it almost feel, felt like I didn't. I wasn't allowed to, Right, but I, I am.
0: It's like, they're uncomfortable, but what do you do with them, right? So it's like, yeah. you'll just be happy. Yeah. But that's not how it works. No, because you're stuffing the emotions and you're not feeling them. And then they come out pretty easy. They come out explosively Yeah. at other times. Exactly. And, so, and that happens for anybody, and it's very easy to do. And it's almost like you talked about, um, at one point, kind of that self-sabotage piece. Yeah when we were talking earlier about you really needed to get the homework done. Yeah. But you really focused on friends, which blocked your time to get the homework done.
1: Yeah. Which... But we later talked about it, and, you know, I had done a lot of, like, pondering and praying, I guess. Or praying, I guess. No, I prayed a lot, and, you know, I thought about it, and I got my homework done because I was going on a retreat that weekend and that was really really important to me and I wanted to be like homework Mm -hmm. not homework free but like not thinking about it and so I was able to grind out like two papers turn one in do a bunch of other assignments catch up in like one class and I was able to just really be present at the retreat it was truly a life-changing experience I really enjoyed that retreat and it wouldn't have been the way it would have if I just hung out with friends and
0: postponed and like, procrastinated my work. Right, your anxiety would have been so high you would have been climbing through your skin, I think, during the whole retreat thinking about your homework. Yeah, I think I would have. To I'd your credits, ahead. you started figuring it out on your own. I mean, Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm impressed, because it's taken a long time to get here, and you don't know what you don't know, right? So, yeah. But helping to uncover these emotions, which we've been working on for over a decade. It, you know, it's a process and we keep having emotions every day, so it's not like they go away. Yeah, uh-huh. no, you can't just expect
1: to wake up and be like, hey, I'm fine today.
0: I'm fine today, no emotions today. I processed them like three weeks ago, so I'm good. I'm good yeah, for the exactly. next decade. Yeah, it's, it th- it's like things keep coming up, and so it was really beautiful the way that you were able to do it, and it wasn't easy. Thank you. Well, I journaled a lot.
1: Journaling is incredible. I recommend doing it. I mean, there's something about just getting it all out there, and you don't even have it doesn't have to be pretty just slop off
0: like right. just, just start writing yeah I, I journaled as well during this and absolutely like i say I look at my journal there's a couple pa- some pages when i go through where it's just scribble <laughs> i can't yeah, even read the it. words <laughs> don't have to be pretty either i
1: mean i think i said some things but you know it's it's just a process like journaling is such a good process for me uh, it helps me organize well doesn't well, yeah it helps me get my thoughts out and then i can organize them later I obviously prayed through this entire experience because I didn't, I don't know what I would have done without my faith. I mean, it's, that's the core and the essence
0: of, like, how I got through this all and. Right, of everything. And we could, honestly, we could be in a totally different situation. There are many people who are.
1: I mean, Jesus was at the heart of my journaling, my day-to-day activities or, you know, just thoughts and. And I also had, like, a whole bunch of other
0: resources. We started acupuncture. <laughs> yes, we did. We picked up a new resource. yeah, And just to help with the stress and to help with the muscle tension for me, um, that helped immensely. Uh, I started going, like, twice a week. We found a fabulous place. And so it really was amazing. And, again, to your credit, what really helps is that you were able to listen and take information in and not, like, be like, I'm happy and leave me alone and like. Go well, off I knew that something was wrong. I happy. just
1: didn't want to not feel that way anymore because it felt good. Right. But like at the same time, I was self-sabotaging myself, so it wouldn't have been like, that that anxiety would have crept up even more
0: mm-hmm. if I
1: didn't stop and right. do my homework and, and, and actually we,
0: prioritize. And we know that. And so and so for myself, it was it really caught me off guard. I mean. For I that that first week was really difficult because I yeah. struggled as well. It's like, I. I don't really have a problem with focus normally at all, and I was like, you were like, whoa, right? It was just like, wait a second. Oh, is this what it's like to? I'm like, I I just I can't focus on things. I can't yeah. get it done. I can't get motivated. I kind of want to cry. I'm so tired. And then I had the pain. I felt so sore. It was almost like okay. Finally, you know, we're supposed to be getting well, but wait a second! All of a sudden, like I'm getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, I think, that 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 freeze response for me, where I just kind of froze and blocked everything out. And then once everybody started getting well and went back to the routine again, it's like I was like, holy crap, I'm just not well. <laughs> yeah. I've I've gone through a lot of stuff. So, the positive part is that I I had the tools. I've worked in trauma for over a decade. And I kind of knew what was going on. Um, in a way, it doesn't make it easier because emotions, difficult emotions are difficult emotions. It's like yeah, I, just because you know it doesn't mean it's easy good. to, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this feels good. Bring it on. Uh, it wasn't that way to the point of, you know, I panicked a little bit. Like, oh, my gosh. It's like I just feel really sad, tired. I'm in pain. And lethargic, but I also knew that we had lots of tools, right? We have lots of things to help nurture us and get us back on track when For stress sure. kind of overtakes it, takes us. And so, number one, lucky me, I'm in charge of the brain training. I'm the director of brain training at a, a nonprofit, and so we have access to neurofeedback and audiovisual entrainment, which are two brain training programs that are holistic and all natural amazing if anybody wants more information contact me later but it helps to regulate the central nervous system it helps to yes get you back into the calm helps to move you out of that stress response and so i had access to that which was amazing and beautiful but i also uh had massages to help with the tension in my muscles that was amazing I have an awesome chiropractor who really helped to get me back in alignment I was so out of whack not to mention um, when you're sick I mean that was a long time three weeks I was out and so I was sitting a lot of that time you know gripping myself in the hospital so it was it was uh, I was kind of frozen and stiff and not moving so i was really out of alignment too with the chiropractor so i was going to the chiropractor a couple times a week and then we added in the acupuncture and then we were doing brain training and so we were doing a lot of things i was doing journaling and then um i don't know did you mention that the tapping no if anybody is unfamiliar with tapping tapping it's it's called the emotional freedom technique and you can look up tapping or EFT on the website and it's something that's really easy to do and especially with trauma it can help calm your central nervous system and move you out of that stress response and so i utilize that a lot for myself I did too and so and Jana said was doing it a lot on herself too to just help move you out of that stress response it's really critical and then with the prayer and the journaling. Uh, I did a lot of that as well. And so, you know, and it's baby steps. You want to celebrate the baby steps, right? And it was like baby steps. That first week was really challenging, but once we started yeah. putting all these things into place and we're aware of it, and we realized we have these kind of yucky emotions that are bubbling up, um, we also want to add an element of reality to it. And a lot of times Jane and I can play off each other. and really talk about the facts and really focus on that gratitude and what's really going on versus kind of our fear yeah the stories that we script that we can block out for sure so that's how we kind of move through it but that is that is it that is that dark side of a miracle is that um god can intervene and cause a miracle to happen and make everything new but Traumatic event is a traumatic event, and there's a lot of emotions that need to be processed. Yep. And if they don't get processed, it can cause a lot of problems, particularly later on. They kind of manifest in your body in physical disease and mental health problems. Yeah. And,
1: you know, having negative emotions or uncomfortable emotions are not do not negate God. No, not, not, at, all. not at all. We're human, mm-hmm. we're supposed to feel. If yep. we didn't
0: feel or like if you're me faking it, something's not right. It's not right and it's going to blow up in your face one way or another. I mean from sleep problems to panic attacks to body pains, it comes out. It really does come out in different ways. So you don't want to stuff emotions because the more you stuff each traumatic event that comes, it's going to get worse. It gets so much worse. Yep, you you start to trigger more you start to get more anxious. It's like a subconscious build of of basically underlying anxiety that keeps you stuck in your stress response. Yeah, but God is really, really great, and
1: obviously we are incredibly thankful for what He has done for us. Cause you know, thank this you. This could it could have been a whole different situation, and you know, even though we had these dark times, like after even after the miracle it doesn't like that those times were for spiritual growth right mental growth physical growth it's not we're not like mad at god for no giving us those hard times
0: no this is in no way a pity party no no there's, there's it's nothing, just our experience there's nothing negative necessarily to say despite this being called the dark side of a miracle it really is just being real it's just processing human emotion. Yeah. We're talking about human emotions. So what we went through, um, that's what it is. We're kind of acknowledging the difficult emotions that people have when they go through some kind of trauma or difficult situation. And that really needs to be talked about. Yeah. Everyone needs to talk about it, no matter what you're experiencing.
1: Yeah. And so that's it. That's our experience. And, you know, I really
0: hope we really hope that you enjoyed this little, little series. Uh, that, 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 uh, yeah, really. I mean, God's greatness. He's yeah. alive and well and here and we're still human, but he's not. How's <laughs> that? God is God. Yeah. So God is God. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. And we hope that you, that this has, um, given you hope or helped you in some way way or form if you're going through a difficult time uh, please feel free to reach out um, for prayer if you need it and you can do it at uh, i'm on facebook kelly jean pittman or kelly pittman either one you can instant message me or kelly jean pittman.com and we have
1: instagram which you can find us at faithfully underscore apologetic which is a really great way we both have access to that so <laughs> yeah so we'd love to hear from you yeah or if you have prayer requests just we will prayer definitely requests, pray reach for you. out yeah. yeah for sure and so I would love to close us out in prayer that would like be we fantastic. always do and just we want to thank you so much for listening because like you're the reason the, we're here right? yeah this is the reason we're here and we want to we want to help as many people
0: as we can so, so please share this podcast if it has moved yeah. you to do so. Absolutely. Please follow us and whatever you're listening on. And um, yeah, yeah. Give us a comment. Yes. Give us a comment. <laughs> we love comments. Keep us keep us going. Keep us writing up in the lists of whatever. We need comments and everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'm just going to close this out in prayer and then we'll let you go. Dear God, thank you so much for bringing us all here today. You are so good to us. And we know that miracles are like the essence of who you are and you love providing and and giving Mm -hmm. however we know that hard times are hard times and we're human we're not supposed to just be robots who don't feel anything and even when you do give us a miracle life is not going to be perfect you never promised us a perfect simple easy life where it's just going to be problem free and us just floating in a mist that that feeling and blessing is saved for eternity and we can't wait for that but as we live here on earth we just surrender to you and we give everything to you and you know help us to feel our true feelings and not to hide anything because it's so easy to just pretend like you're happy and
0: be be fine with
1: everything but
0: everybody wants you to be happy
1: yeah and we just ask that you just help us to feel those real raw uncomfortable feelings because Mm -hmm. it's not it's not like that's the way we were built Mm -hmm. and god we know that even through those hard times and those really difficult emotions we know that you're there you're in the eye of the storm with us you are walking through the fire holding our hand and guiding Mm -hmm. us and i just ask that you provide even more trust in us that we are able to like trust you and lean mm-hmm. on you we're not meant to just be you know islands just by ourselves help us to just like be in communication with you through everything we go through whether it's the ups or the downs mm-hmm. god or just we thank the you God, we thank you so much for all the miracles you're providing today, and we ask that you just bring blessings upon everyone who is listening to this. God, mm-hmm. show your miraculous self, and we praise you, and
0: we love you forever and ever and ever and more. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sweet Jesus. And you know, and I wanted to add, too, that I um had a a friend who was just kept checking back with me and was concerned about me and just said, you know what? I'm going to continue. It's like, sounds like your family's doing well, but I'm going to send <laughs> extra prayers to you. And that was so comforting. So thank you, my sweet friend. But it's also a message to you beautiful souls out there listening that just even one person praying for somebody can mean the world. Yeah. I mean, I, it's like, I can feel it, it. really does. And it, and it doesn't have to be an army. It can just be somebody who's just saying, hey, I'm just going to keep praying for you that yeah. you get better. And it was like, thank you. I mean, I had not that, I felt so vulnerable at the time. But I honestly, you know, it was such a blessing to have just a person reach out after it's all said and done because everything, you know, was happy and good that somebody's still checking in. Yeah. It means a lot. And so... You mean a lot. We're all angels here on earth. Each and every one of us. And it's an honor to be here with you.
1: Yeah. And so I guess with that, like, yeah, it's so true though. Just having those people around you is so crucial to your faith journey and Mm -hmm. their faith journey. And Mm -hmm. it's just a really cool thing to see that butterfly butterfly effect. And with that, we're just going to close out and... We hope yes. you have a great week and we'll see you in like 2 2, two weeks. weeks. In faith yeah. and love, Jana and Kelly. Bye. Bye.